Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. You're invited to this table with others on the same journey to becoming a great coach with a strong foundation, no matter what type of coaching you're called to. I've lived a lot of my life full of doubt and confusion about my purpose. I didn't know if my broken and messy story could be used by God, but I did know I wanted to find a way to serve Him and others while making money. In fact, I had no idea what life coaching even was, and I just thought it sounded kind of silly. But as I pressed into what God was calling me to, He was faithful to make the path clear to me, and now I love my life as a coach. In this podcast, you'll learn more about your calling as a coach, whether you've been doing it for a bit or just starting to think about it. You'll hear experts and coaching examples and learn new strategies and tools and so much more. I'm Laura Malone, and I'm honored to guide you in your coach calling, and together, we can pursue wholeheartedness for both you and your clients with the help of Holy Spirit. So get ready to become the hero in your own story and an amazing guide to others. Okay, well, hello, and welcome back to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I'm Laura Malone, your guide and your host. Today, we're going to dive into a really fun topic. And it's honestly something I wish someone had told me at least five, if not 10 years ago, because this would have helped me so much in my personal self-awareness, as well as ministry, not to mention my coaching. Amazing information that now I see, I can see it in myself, I can see it in other people, and I love it so much, I have to make it episode number three, because I want you to know this up front, It doesn't matter if you've been coaching for a good long time, or you're just starting out, or you're just thinking about it, and right now you're just a listener of the podcast. It doesn't matter. This is a really great self-awareness understanding about how you help and serve anybody in your life, but I am going to put it in the context of a coaching and client relationship. So we're going to dig in to what type of coach are you. Okay. Very exciting. I'm going to lay out the four types of coaches and they're go- what I'm going to have you do. I'm going to give you homework to build on the last two episodes and you're going to see yourself in one of these more primarily. And one of them might sound not so much like you at all. And maybe, maybe you're actually pretty level in all four of them. That's a possibility. You are you and God has gifted you uniquely to operate in life and be the kind of coach he's called you to be. So I'm not a real big test taker. I I love uh, evaluations. I love assessments, but I'm not really big on like a test online for anything. I love to actually work through things. I've done a lot of Enneagram coaching and I, I like to help somebody process through narrative um, belief systems that they have and the types of um, giftings that they have, their strengths. Even if you were to go and take a strengths finders type of test online, they still want to process through them and see, did the answers that you gave in the test, do they give you results that line up and confirm and resound with your spirit? Because if not, and you just take um, an online test and you believe it, 
Well, that's kind of like listening to anybody. It's, it's, you don't believe everything you read. You don't believe everything you hear. You need to test things against the word. You also need to test things against you and what you know about yourself. So I'm not really an, a good online test maker. And, you know, this could be something that somebody would say, you should make this a test online so we can take a test and, and see which type of coach we are. Well, I could, but I don't necessarily, after all these years working with people, trust in some in the majority of people's desire to challenge what the test results say and actually confirm them. So I'm going to give you a lay of the land for each of these types of coach. And then I want you to process and spend time on it. It's up to you to take initiative, be intentional about discovering the strengths and liabilities that lie in your gifting, okay? So here they are. They're pastoral, possibility, strategic, and mentor. Okay, those are the four types of coach we're going to go over. That's my working grid of how I look at the kind of coaching I offer, team coaching, and also helping you become the best kind of coach that you can be. So first, we're going to talk about the pastoral coach. The strengths of this type of coach are they are very highly relational. They're good listeners, chaplain-like, I would say. Um, so very supportive and caring, nurturing, real compassionate and empathetic. They are generally encouraging and non-judgmental, very present in conversation and good at processing things. Um, they are emotionally connected with their clients and have a very helping helper mentality. They are your safe person and they really get their client. Okay. So the liabilities of that strength, the other side of the coin, is that this type of coach can often get stuck in one of these states, maybe a state of encouragement, a state of listening, a state of emotion without moving forward and taking action. And they can forget the need for movement and forward progress, which is what the client ultimately is there for. They can think that their internal information, like their emotion, their intuition, their instinct is more important than external information, such as the things that the client actually says or things that research, research show. Uh, that's, that's hard to say. Say it three times fast. Research show. Research show. Research show. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So um, you can... This kind of coach can let their personal knowing sometime, sometimes it can usurp the client's knowing. Maybe they are, you know, kind of, you know, hearing God or their gut knows. Sometimes they're just real tapped into their instinct or their intuition. And they, they can let that override what the client is saying or the client says that they know. So this, this type of coach is a lot of times what someone wants when they really need emotional processing and they want to verbalize a lot what they're what they're going through what they're thinking what they're needing um this is a great type of coach for that the next type of coach is possibility coach um 
the strengths to this person is that they're very visionary. They're often a quick start type of person and a real idea generator. They see all the possible outcomes, consequences, often, not always, but sometimes just have this big faith. You know, <laughs> they um, are, can be a risk taker or in my case, a calculated risk taker. Often they're out of the outside of the box thinkers. They're um, they have a multiple perspective lens. It's kind of like instead of a bifocal pair of glasses, they have glasses that see in multiple different perspectives and, and like see they see far out. They can zoom in. They can see to the left. They can see really far to the right. They can see really high up. They can see really that far down, and that's a really beautiful thing. Can be very um, very much a strength. And they see things as all things is connected. They can be very pioneering and really creative. However, the liabilities are that they can get really impatient or frustrated if others don't see what they see. Um, if their client doesn't really want to take action on any of these things, uh, that they don't think if, they, if their client's mindset isn't one of possibility, then this coach, this type of coach can get a little bit frustrated by, I am telling you this is possible. I don't know why you don't believe me. <laughs> uh, they can throw out possibilities that a client doesn't want or sometimes so many possibilities or opportunities that the client, they get overwhelmed. They can also tend to run over the client's need to process, feel, or sit in what they're in. And those are very real parts of the process for a lot of people. So when you want a possibility coach, it's, gosh, I have this big, what did they call it? Big, uh, hairy, audacious goal. <laughs> um, I have this goal and I'm, I'm stuck at one spot. I need to see what steps three, four, five, and six could potentially be. Or I want to build a business. I want to meet, I know that I want this and I know I want to meet that person where they're at and I want to solve this, but I'm not really sure which is the best direction. Like I'm not really even sure of all of the possibilities and opportunities in the world for me to put this out there. Should it be, I don't know, is there more than one type of online business? I would love a, a possibility coach to help me see what I can't see. Possibility coaches are really good at helping you know what you don't know. Okay. And a possibility coach is the kind of person who probably is self-taught a lot because they can see someplace they can, they can go and learn and get what they need. So a strategic coach has the strengths of being very forward moving and action oriented, um, sometimes more precise. They are clarity makers. They're visionary also and pioneering. They can be a quick start, but often have more follow through than the possibility coach. Um, they're good progress trackers and very task oriented. Uh, last, a list maker, real tactical, practical, make good accountability coaches, and probably pretty quick. Now, I say all of these things. You don't have to fit all of these things, and you don't have to be operating at the highest level of all of these strengths or the 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 lowest possible level of the liabilities for these things to fit you, okay? Again, not a test. You do you. 
you choose and, and hear the Holy Spirit tell you the way in which you should go. Okay. Don't just use my list as like, this is the expert know-it-all list. Nope. Nothing I do is set in stone. It's all movable. Take it to the Lord and confirm it against the word, what he says to you and what your spirit says. Okay. The liabilities of the strategic coach is that they can forget their clients need to process or to feel and have emotion to sit still in a state like in in a certain stage and not keep moving forward maybe they need to stay in step 3 longer than the strategic coach thinks is necessary because they just don't understand why aren't we moving forward <laughs> so um they can be kind of impatient with a client's desire to move slower or irritated with their inability to see the importance of this next right step and how gosh we could you know, a strategic coach might be like, uh, we need to take advantage of this right now because if we don't, we're going to lose out on it. But you are not wanting to take this step because you're still back here on step four. I'm on step eight in our process. That's that, that. So it's important for the strategic coach to be able to see the clients and their need. This is their story, not ours as the coach. It's their story. They must be able to take the initiative and the ownership of whatever they're moving towards. So because a strategic coach is very, can oftentimes be very clear about the process, maybe they get a little bit frustrated when the, the client isn't. They can also be quite oblivious to the client's internal hindrances to taking action, or maybe they're specifically triggered by one of the coach's suggestions of what a next right step might be. So a strategic coach might not necessarily be highly emotionally connected and concerned with that area if they're more of an action taker and the client needs more of an emotion check or needs more check-in from the coach. So you want this kind of coach when let's say you're specifically building a business and you need someone to tell you the very next steps to take as opposed to letting um you as opposed to needing somebody to coach you in and letting you make the decisions for yourself you when you want a coach that says here are steps a through a, uh, k and this is the process of how you do it to get to where you're going. There is a, a first, second, and third that are very clear and they're laid out. Um, and maybe they can help you individualize it and, and creatively engineer that strategic process to you as the client based on who you are, what you need. However, most of the time, if you want a strategic coach, you are really looking for kind of a step-by-step -step action plan. The last type of coach to cover here is what I call the mentor coach. And the strengths of this coach are that they're a little bit more direct, um, probably more teacher-oriented, and they pull from their personal experience. They can be a good storyteller, uh, clarity about the process as they see it comes naturally. They are very giving of both internal and external information that they have. They really have an ability to share all that they experienced 
everything they've processed through, everything they've created, and everything they've achieved. So that that is really helpful when somebody can say, I've gone where you where you're going. Let me help you. The liabilities of this type of coach is maybe they can be a little overly sensitive to you wanting to change the process since they've actually walked this out, they've learned from it, and they think this is the best way. Well, then the client, if the client says, well, I understand that, but I want to do it my way, it's poten- there's potential for a mentor coach to say, I don't know why you'd want to do that. Like, I've tried it. It didn't work. Why would you do that? But again, the story is about the client. A mentor coach can potentially glide over the client's desires and express needs because of personal experiences, beliefs, and um, triggers in the process. They can often give give the solution or the path without necessarily including the client. They can be seen as the expert if they set themselves up to be one and an expert that needs you know, the client needs to follow and thus they, the client loses confidence in their ability to be in charge of their story and to be responsible for it. They can seem like this kind of coach can seem like they're the one that's always driving. So the client might decide to just become a passenger because it's the best way to get somewhere quickly instead of taking responsibility and initiative on their own. Now, this is a great, uh, I think in one of the last episodes, I talked about if you wanted to become a best-selling author, well, then having a mentor coach who is a best-selling author who can actually give you their experience of all the things they tried, all the things that failed, all the things that worked as they were not just writing their book, but marketing it and searching out um, the right publisher and meeting all of their needs as a book writer. So that kind of coaching is really excellent for you because you're looking for someone who says, I have been there and done that. Here's what worked. Here's what didn't. Now, it might not work for you if you are needing, if you're really wanting something super individualized for yourself, you might want to get somebody who is a little bit of a mentor kind of coach, but also mixed with a little bit of um, one of the other types of coaches that can help help them lean into your personal needs in coaching. Um, Now, I want to just say liabilities are wonderful things if you're aware of them. So our culture, our world, human, human process generally wants to say that liabilities and weaknesses are wrong and bad. And there's often just this comparison of like, how can we neglect them, ignore them, get rid of them? And I just don't see that anywhere in the Bible. Personally, the Lord calls us to him. He wants to be in relationship with us. And he says in our weakness, he is strong. He is his, his gifts, his glory, his strengths are made so um, apparent to us, in us, through us, because we are not perfect. He is the perfection in the world. So you just have to accept that every strength has liabilities and that's okay. Be where you are. Don't hurry. Don't rush the process. The Lord is in charge of where you are right now. And how do you know you're supposed to be right where you are? Well, because you are where you are. That's that's how you know. (laughs) 
Does that sound so simple to you that you want to tell me I'm stupid? (laughs) I would understand if you did. But the way that you know that you're exactly where you're supposed to be is the mere fact of reality that you are where you are. Okay? You're not as in control as you think you are. Your clients are not as in control as they want to be. God knows where you are in your walk and your pursuit of him. And he is doing in you what needs to be done at this very moment. So stop trying to change the past. Stop trying to move your present to be more quickly your future. Enjoy the now because the not yet will come quickly enough. Back to liabilities. They are wonderful things if you're aware of them because they become great learning opportunities. You can discover for yourself the very belief system that undergirds these liabilities. You can develop a little tap on the shoulder so that you know when you lean into these liabilities. By tap on the shoulder, that's what I mean when you, you know, it used to be that you put a rubber band around your wrist and every time you'd have a negative thought or you wanted to eat something when you're not, your body's not hungry, you snap the rubber band on your wrist. Or you tie something around your finger to remind yourself. That's what I'm talking about. Something like that. A tap on the shoulder is something that you, you decide will help you become aware of something that you're doing. What, what happens when you start getting stressed? The types of behaviors and results you get when you lean into a stress situation and a stress mindset. Sometimes you can ask someone else, you can invite them into that process and ask them to help tap you on the shoulder, okay? You can actually invite other people. It's something that can happen. That's that's something the coach is really good at helping you identify. Now, we run mission schools in our ministry, and one of the things that I've often done is when I work with a student inside and I'm, I'm coaching them in one direction or another, I will help them gain the language that they need to let their um, the other students in the mission school know what they're struggling with, okay? So that might look like someone who says, I really struggle to speak up. And especially in a class like this, I feel um, more drawn to being quiet and not sharing my perspective. And so that's something I'd like to work on. So what I do is I give that person and the ability to express that to the class. I help them learn how to communicate what their, what their struggle is, what they feel challenged by. I help them determine what type of change and results they would like to see. And then we give them We give them the opportunity to share with the class or I share it depending on their comfort level at the time. And and we come up with some type of tap on the shoulder for them that the rest of the class is aware of. So this is a vulnerable way to do it, but it might look like everybody in the class is aware of this person's challenge, but desire to their desire to grow. And what they do is they 
will look at the student while everybody's processing and and give them some type of sign or a code word. Pineapple. Maybe, you know, something silly like, what a, hey, um, Joanne, what do you think about pineapple? And that can be the code word for, we've noticed that you are not saying anything, but we really want to hear from you. And your, your desire to grow and speak up is important to us. So we want to partner with you. And we're trying to make it easy and invite you into this without pointing it out every time. It's just an abbreviated way of saying, hey, we want to hear what you have to say. And we know that's hard for you. So it's things like that that is in coaching for you personally, as well as your clients. You can always help them and yourself develop what I call a tap on the shoulder. It can be a code word. It can be a sign. It can be a post-it note. It can be something nobody but you knows about. But it's just as you start to move into, this is something that is a challenge for me. It's an area of weakness. It's an area of liability when my strengths are not being used correctly or et cetera, when they're used out of timing. That's a really important part about liabilities that actually can work for you because that process of of living with liabilities, of having weaknesses in your life, it makes you approachable to your clients and it helps you learn and experience God's transformation in your life and the other people in your world helping you in ways that then helps you help your clients. You have more empathy and compassion for what they're going through because you have your own liabilities. And I don't know if you've ever heard it said, but I've heard many people say, and I think there might even actually be a book about it, never trust a man without a limp. So or a woman. Um, but just basically, when you want to act like you're perfect, and you have no weaknesses or liabilities, people are actually, they're, they're not actually going to trust you as much as you want them to, especially as a coach. So let people see that you have liabilities, that you're not always strong, you're not always the rock or the pillar. And that's important in coaching, that yes, you're an expert listener, you're an expert at asking the right questions, but you're a real human being. So no matter what type of coach you are, let your clients know that you have superpowers and you have strengths, but you also have things that you're in process in. Okay. That is totally okay. Completely acceptable. And honestly, your clients are going to love the authentic vulnerability that comes up and out of you at the right time. Okay. I'm going to tell you what this looks like from my perspective, the types of coaching. My coaching would rank as primarily, I'm a possibility coach. Strategic is my second. Mentoring is my third. And pastoral is last. So the first thing that I see in any situation is that all things are possible with God and we can figure it out. We can figure out how they're possible. I think everything is possible. Everything is Um, something that we can work together to figure out how it's possible. And I want to help build an individualized strategy for you to walk in that possibility. I love that. Let me like spend all day, every day of my life doing this. And I would be so happy. And I want to show them, uh, my clients, how I've seen these things be true in my life. 
And I have to really work at being the pastoral coach in some of those areas. So teaching comes more natural to me rather than active listening. (laughs) That's something I've had to work on for a long time and probably will until I'm being hugged by Jesus. So pray for my husband and children. Am I right? (laughs) Just maybe some of you feel my pain. But I think that you likely rank higher in one of the four. And then your second and third might be mixed like mine. And then maybe there's one, maybe there's one or two that you struggle with that you have less gifting and strength in. But God, he's able to shine his strength in your life in your times of weakness. So I know it's possible and I can help you discover your own growth plan. And I would love to share my story with you. And I promise to listen to you as much as I can without talking. See what I did there? Yeah. Possibility, strategy, mentor, pastoral. So here's your homework for this episode. And it builds on episodes one and two about discovering your ability, your call, and your growth as a coach. Again, you'll find some of this at a basic written written out level in the show notes. I want you to consider how you constantly operate in your day-to-day. So are the giftings of one type of coach more prevalent than the others? This isn't going to just show up in your clients' um, client work. It's not just going to show up as a coach. It's going to show up in your conversations and relationships. So which would you say is more prevalent? Which would you say is the weakest area? I want you to write down your primary, strongest type, and then write down your weakest type. Now, if you feel the other two are ranked second and third, fine, write that down. If you feel like they're kind of tied and mixed together, fine. This all plays on the last episode where you're searching for your superpower. So the type of coach you are will be intricately connected to your superpower because they'll work alongside each other to support your client and get results. The areas you're weaker in can be built up, like working out the muscle. So in the greenhouse training and certification course that I'm building right now, coaches will have the opportunity to work all these things out together. So it's like going to the gym and building our muscles and trying out different weights and um, machines together. It's, It's important because iron sharpens iron. And that's what we're here for. That's why doing it together works better than doing it alone. The one part of the body of Christ supports the other parts of the body. This way you get to practice what you're great at and what you need to work on. You get to learn from somebody else's gift. And rather than sitting in comparison, which only breeds two kinds of fruit, pride or pain, you get to ask questions about their abilities and their giftings. Like, wouldn't you, what if it was somebody sitting across from you and you coach them in a practice session and they look at you and go, holy moly, guacamole. That was amazing. Like, how did you develop that gift? Did that come to you naturally? Did you work on it? Did you read a book? Who did you listen to? Did somebody help you get that? And then you get to go, oh, wow. Yeah, I was never like that. That's something I really had to work on developing. But thank you for the encouragement. I didn't realize that I actually was really good at that now. I mean, amazing that you get to peer-to-peer coach and practice strategies and tools and um, partnering with God in the transformation of somebody else's life and then pull from one another. You get to give and you get to get. It's going to be incredible. 
Um, if you don't know about it, then head over to the sterlingandstonementoring.com website and you can go to the greenhouse and get on the wait list so you can get more information about it and when the doors are open. Well, friend, I am so happy to sit at this table with you. And again, we're going to wrap it up today. I am excited for you to discover more about yourself and your coach calling. This is a very exciting journey. I'm so glad that you're on it. So have a great rest of your day or your evening. And I specifically pray right now that you have incredible dreams this week, that the Lord speaks to you about your calling and your season and your gifts, your superpower. I pray that you would experience dreams and visions from the Lord, that he would speak tangibly from his word to you about all that you're pursuing him in and about. And don't forget to jump over to the um, the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group that we have started. The link for that is also in the show notes, and I'll see you inside there. And just to end, I bless you, your calling, and your coaching. And if you've loved any of this content, my favorite form of thanks is a written review over on Apple Podcasts. It'll only take you 30 seconds, and I would so appreciate it.